You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. When they play their sofa thoughts, all the dope souls go crazy. Now watch the dope souls go crazy. Drop an episode and I change the game. You can catch me on Apple Podcasts doing my thing. When they play their sofa thoughts, all the dope souls go crazy. Now watch the dope souls go crazy. Drop an episode and I change the game. You can catch me on Apple Podcasts doing my thing. Yeah. What up, though? What happening? Slit Nation, what's good with you? I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you tuning into episode 20, and I'm your host, the one and only Slick P. And it feels good. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back talking with y'all. It's been a long time. What's good? It's been a lot going on with this coronavirus this last couple of weeks. Last time we talked, I kind of skimmed across the topic, not knowing it was going to hit faster than Iron Mike in his prime. And if you ever seen Mike in his prime, then you know. If you know, you know. You know how quick he was. That man could have wiped the fly's ass flying past. <laughs> That's how quick he was. This virus has spread this so quick, like a wire fire, that it has caused mass hysteria. This virus went from an epidemic to pandemic in a matter of days. People have bought out toilet paper. I'm confused on that one. Charmin, Cottonelle, and Scott, I know they ain't mad. They have bought out disinfecting supplies like Clorox wipes, hand sanitizers. They bought a face mask and the grocery stores only got baking soda on the shelves. I seen an article where it said the coronavirus has exposed America's sickness of selfishness. Basically, identifying problematic behaviors many have shown due to this panic. People are hoarding supplies, not thinking about nobody else but themselves. I'm not surprised though. Because America has inherited a lot of ancient Roman ideology. And one is survival of the fittest, meaning every man for himself. So in times like this, when we should be working together and looking out for our neighbors, I'm not shocked to see people's so-called survival instincts kick in. But not only are people being doggish and inconsiderate when it comes to buying up food, People are being selfish and irresponsible 
by not staying inside when officials have urged everyone to stay in and quarantine. You had people throwing house parties, kickbacks, people were having cookouts, people were still going to the beaches. I seen somebody on Facebook saying they treating this quarantine like spring break junior. <laughs> I know people are probably tired of being in the house and not taking this virus serious for whatever reason, but let me tell you, it's very serious. I know the recovery rate is high for those with healthy immune systems, but what about the ones that don't have healthy immune systems or the ones that are sick and elderly? Y'all are making their risk greater by being out and not sitting your asses down somewhere. Sit down. I know many people don't have the luxury of working from home or staying home. They have to go work because their jobs are still open and they have to provide for their families. Times like this should really put things in perspective for you. These jobs don't care for you or your family's safety. You're just a number to these companies, a serviceable body that can be replaced. If something happens to you, they can replace you. But what about your family? Your family can't replace you. But this is the reality for so many of us. What good is it for the schools to close but these jobs are still operating? Parents with kids who still have to work are still putting their kids in harm's way. That's why I encourage y'all on here on Sofa Thoughts to look for other streams of income, passive income. I encourage y'all to save, to invest, to limit spending and minimize your lifestyle because at the end of the day, you can't depend on nobody but yourself to look out for you. You have to prepare yourself because you never know what may lie ahead. So it's better to have a plan and be prepared rather than not have a plan and be stuck. What they saying? Up shit's creek without a paddle or something like that. We should learn from this crisis so when the next crisis come, we won't be in the same predicament as we were this time. So, instead of trying to get out and party, use this time to focus on self. Use this time to connect with people in your household. Use this time to educate yourself. Learn about stocks, cryptocurrency, teach your kids, read, learn a new craft. Do something that will help improve your life after all this is over. One of my listeners hit me up asking, was I going to do a show trying to calm people down in the midst of all this chaos? And it was so ironic because I had to calm myself down. <laughs> I wasn't going crazy or anything or panicking, but I ain't going to tell you no lie. Your boy was a little paranoid. I was a little paranoid. They said the coronavirus was a virus that attacked the respiratory system. So when I heard that, it immediately sent up red flags because I got asthma. I haven't had an asthma attack since I was a child, but every time I seen or heard the coronavirus, coronavirus, it felt like it was a shortness in my breath. So y'all already know, I went to WebMD and started looking for symptoms for the coronavirus. First thing I see is cough, fever, and shortness of breath. I instantly felt like I was having an asthma attack. 
I said, oh, Lord, I got the Rona. I got the Rona. What's crazy, when I don't think about it, my breathing is normal. I said, man, I got to get myself together. I got to get out of my head. I got to stop being so paranoid. With everybody saying different things, it's kind of hard not to be paranoid, confused, or in a panic. Everybody want to be the first to deliver the news, whether it's wrong or right. Everybody a scientist now. Everybody so woke now. They say we live in an age of information, and this virus has clearly shown we are also living in an age of misinformation. Then you have the media that blows things up as well. It's like, who do I trust? Who do I listen to? I'm telling y'all, I can listen to me. <laughs> nah, but all I can say is use common sense, listen to facts, and disregard people's theories and opinions. Times are crazy and filled with a lot of uncertainty. The best thing we can do is try to keep calm. Panic only makes things worse. My mama, who is a Christian, she said, the blood still works, baby, and that we are covered by the blood. If that's not enough for you, Trump said he want everything running back by Easter. So they will probably take every action possible to make sure this virus is under control. If that's not reassuring enough for you, then just do everything you can to prevent yourself from contacting the virus. Wash your hands frequently. Drink water frequently. Practice social distancing. And stay inside your home. I see the Senate has finally agreed to pass the coronavirus spending bill. The bill includes $2 trillion in spending. The original bill was more to bail out major corporations as usual. So, the Democrats refused to sign the bill until some changes were made. The Democrats wanted more money for unemployment benefits, wanted money for health care, wanted more money for Medicaid and food assistance. Things the working class needs. They eventually got that included in the new bill along with $350 billion to assist small business along with $500 billion to assist corporations. I'm glad that passed the bill because even though the delay was supposedly to benefit the working people, people are out here starving, which means things about to get crazy. People are going to do anything to survive. It's why I encourage you all to go get a gun. Get you some type of protection to protect you and your family. I know it's hard to find ammo right now because everybody in America is trying to get armed. But keep trying. A gun is essential right now. A lot of things have been affected by this virus as well. Sports is one. I haven't saw a live game in weeks. And I tell you, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. And the saying is true that you want what you can't have. Any other time, it wouldn't bother me. I have missed plenty of games and have gone weeks without watching them, but I knew I could if I wanted to. But now that I don't have a choice, it's killing me. Another thing that has taken a major hit has been the stock market. If you have stocks or 401k, then you know the pain. 
I looked at my 401k statement and I almost cried. First thing I said was, I know I should have. <laughs> we always should have did something after the fact, ain't it? But if you're looking for some long-term investment, there are plenty of stocks out there under $100 right now. You have stocks like Ford, which is at $7.24 a share. You have GE, which is at $11.05 a share. You have Delta Airlines, which is at $48.44 a share. And we all know once this is over, things like travel will start to go back up. So my suggestion is looking to travel stocks. Y'all, I started homeschooling this week. Well, not actually homeschooling, but I'm at home while the boys do their schoolwork. It's not bad, but of course I've been only doing it for two days now. I got them on the schedule. I wake them up like usual. They brush their teeth and everything. Go eat breakfast. Then it's time to start schoolwork. We take a recess break. We eat lunch. Then they finish their schoolwork. I'm the principal. I told them to call me Mr. Clark. I don't play no games either like Joe. <laughs> the first day I introduced myself and welcomed them to my school. My youngest said, Mama usually sing with me. I told him, that's mommy school. This is daddy school. My oldest chimed in, what is daddy school like? I said, it's lit. My youngest said, I love daddy school. My oldest replied, you haven't even been yet. <laughs> they keep me going. I already had to break up a dice game in the bathroom and a fight in the living room. I came through with my back and made them sing a the school song. Fair Eastside, Fair Eastside, by the side we'll stand and always praise the name, praise the name, praise the name, praise the name. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? I'm just playing. I'm actually enjoying the interactive time with my boys. But the one thing that was an eye opener for me about school closing was the fact that a lot of kids went to school to get a good meal, went to school to get away from abuse at home, and the thought of that just sent something through me. We take a lot of things for granted, and we don't realize it until we see it being stripped away from someone else. We complain about a lot of things, but a lot of us are truly blessed. Let's just be real. The simple things that we think is nothing is everything to somebody else. So that makes me more grateful for everything I have. I try to teach my kids the same thing. Y'all complain about you don't want this or you don't want that to eat. You don't like this, you don't like that. But there are kids that are hungry and would love to trade places with y'all. We work hard to provide for y'all with everything you need and want. Y'all need to start being more grateful and realize how fortunate you are. I do salute all the business and schools that are still allowing kids that are 18 and under to still come and get something to eat. And if you can help in any way, then I encourage you all to do so. So, besides being teachers, what are y'all doing to pass this time? I see a lot of people doing TikTok videos. Man, some of those videos are hilarious. One thing about my people, no matter the circumstances, we're going to have a good time.
Yes, sir. <laughs> I see a lot of people are being watching TV series also. My favorite right now has been All American. Spencer James will bring out every emotion in you. One minute you feel bad for him, you sympathize with him, you're happy for him. Then the next minute you want to cuss his ass out and tell him, boy, sit your ass down somewhere. You're doing too much. But no matter how you're passing this time, I hope that you and your family are staying safe and you use this time wisely. Today's episode, I want to discuss a few relationship topics. I've been seeing a whole lot lately with couples and I just want to share my thoughts with y'all on a few of these issues. One thing is dating again after becoming a widow. Like, how long are you supposed to wait to date him again after your spouse or someone you are in a deep relationship with passes? Do you really ever get over them? I know vows say to death do we part, yeah, physically, but do that mean mentally, emotionally as well? Hey, Laura London, for example, I don't believe no man should eventually date will ever compare or compete with Nip. Now, another man could do everything Nip did and possibly more, but he can't compete with that memory. It's like they say, when some people die, they become immortalized. They will forever be that standard. I've seen people who have moved on to another relationship and on the birthdays of their deceased spouses, they write these heartfelt messages like, I miss you. I wish you were still here. Nothing is the same. Oh, I love you so much. I know nothing should be wrong with that and you shouldn't have nothing to worry about if you're in a relationship with somebody like that. But still, I will feel some type of way. I will feel like I would never have their full love. I will feel like they wouldn't be totally committed because a part of them is gone or the fact that they haven't fully healed from that loss. I don't know. That is something that was on my mind during this out of time. I know with everything that's going on, it's enough that can potentially put stress on a relationship. Things that would destroy a relationship quick are money problems, lack of intimacy, past issues, and a lack of communication. I'm sure there are plenty more, but from my research and observation, these issues are the most frequent. I want to discuss a few things that would keep that fire burning. Then I kissed your lips and turned on my fire, baby. Oh, that fire and desire. That Rick James and Tina Marie. What y'all know about that? <laughs> what y'all know about that? I was asked a question a while ago. The person asked me, once married, do you still take time to date and understand each other? And that's a good question. I think it's very important to still date each other after marriage. You don't want to get complacent and boring. You still want to keep that spark alive. 
keep your spouse interested. Sometimes people get too comfortable and stop doing the things they did to get you. So men, sending flowers to her, sending those sweet, I'm thinking about you messages, just doing the little things, planning a date night out. I know you don't always have to go out and spend money to have a um, date night, but sitting at home on the couch watching TV together gets boring as well. So plan a nice date night out, not on the town for the two of you. Be romantic. Compliment her and let her know how beautiful she is. Grab her spontaneously around the house and let her know, girl, if these kids weren't here, ooh, you would be in trouble. <laughs> Same thing with women. Y'all too can be too comfortable as well. At the beginning, women coming to bed in a nice little negligee, lingerie, dressing it up, making it real for us, hair laid, smelling like a fragrance counter at Dillard's, skin glistening from all the oil she has on. Then years later, they start coming to bed any kind of way. Cotton pajamas, scarves on, facial mask on their face, with cold feet and want you to warm her up. Nah, the playfulness she used to have dies down, but that may be something he once enjoyed and now you don't do that anymore. So again, the small things, we all have room for improvement. Still dating each other and intimacy goes hand in hand. But over time, we all change. So dating also helps with still knowing each other. There could be time for y'all to talk about things you normally wouldn't have time to talk about. Another way to keep the fire burning bright is to be each other's best friend. Especially now with being quarantined together, you have to enjoy the person you with. You don't want to be stuck in a house with somebody you can't tolerate or constantly need a break from. If that's you, then maybe you should reevaluate your relationship. Being genuinely happy to see them Interested in a hobbies or what your spouse has to say is very beneficial to a relationship. You should be able to laugh and hang out with your spouse like they one of the homies. The last thing I would suggest is from research, not my own. This is not my research. This is somebody else's research. So if you are already jealous by nature, then I wouldn't advise this. But the research showed that harmless flirting with someone else outside your relationship can feel a little bit of a healthy jealousy and keep things hot at home. But that just means having a friendly conversation while out. Not anything further like exchanging numbers or inappropriate conversation or anything further like that. But if you and your spouse are not with that, then abort mission. Don't do it. I don't need any Akitina situation going on. We're trying to keep the fire going, not burn the motherfucker up. Excuse my language. I'm not a, a relationship expert or a therapist. I go through my own trials in my marriage, but I am willing to learn and try things that can help make it stronger. So anything that I learn from experience or anything I've learned from experts research, then I will pass it on to you guys. Each one teach one.
This week's album of the week comes from Dre Electronica. Many hip-hop fans have been waiting a decade for a solo album from him, and we finally got our wish granted. Jay Electronica album, A Written Testimony, is this week's album of the week. This album was more of a collaboration album with Jay-Z rather than a solo album. Nonetheless, the album was good. The chemistry with Electronica and Jay-Z was amazing. They should just become a group. The content and balls was also there. Jay-Z set the tone with his first verse on the song Ghost of Soldier Slim, which is one of my favorite songs off the album. Another song that could be possibly the best track and also one of the shortest is Fruits of Spirit. This song is crazy. Jay spit. Like Vince Staples said, we just wading in the water. My people out in Flint still bathing in the slaughters. Ice out here ripping flammes apart at the border. Satan struck Palestine with another mortar. Lies from reporters. Ass shots and stripper poles for the eyes of my daughters. Mmm, sweet low chariots. My train is on schedule, but I had to take the underground like Harriet. Weave the whole industry, every job I parodied it. My cross, I carry it. My crown of thorns to cavalry from Nazareth. Whoo! Balls. The whole album is filled with gems. The production is okay, not the best. I would like to hear more up tempo production or soul for samples and a little bit more variety of producers. But overall, the album is good. Go check it out. Well, it's that time again for me to say goodbye until next time. Hopefully, it won't be another two weeks before we chop it up again. I enjoyed myself and I hope you did as well. Don't forget to put the word out and let everybody know to go download and subscribe Soul for Thoughts Podcast. And also, don't forget to look at this episode and past episodes to make sure you have downloaded it. Look underneath or to the right. If you see an arrow, cloud, or box, tap it and download the show. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Soul for Thoughts Podcast. Holla at your boy. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.